fighting for freedom every day. You as the individual, you have the power. You don't have to join a union. You go in as an entry-level position. You get the experience that you need. And then as you work up, you get better at your job, which means they pay you more. If they don't pay you more, then you go to another company to show what you've learned and what your value is to where you can get more. If they really don't like that, then you can go and start your own damn business because we have a free market, laissez-faire, capitalist society, allegedly, to where you can actually go off and do your own thing. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right it is. Welcome into the program. It is the day you've been looking forward to all week long. It is a Friday, which means we are going to kick things off with a bang for you going into the weekend and Friday afternoon. Welcome into the show. This is the Voice of Reason. I am Andy Hoosier broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas on our flagship radio station all over the country on radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting, however you watch the show, listen to the show, check out the show. Your Millennial General reporting for duty like we do every day. What a show we have lined up today as well as a bottom of the hour. Congressional candidate from the 6th District of Oregon, Angela Plowhead. She'll be joining us on the program. You can find her, Angela, for Oregon.com. We'll talk with her about the latest campaign stuff and what's going on. We also will talk about the low approval ratings for the Biden administration. We'll also talk about the attack on Justice Clarence Thomas, if you remember, was in the hospital for a while trying to hear cases remotely. Democrats say, hey, get him off there. We don't want him in there. We want a Democrat to replace him. He's not there to be able to do his job. Although Ruth Bader Ginsburg was not there for like, I don't know, a year and didn't do anything. She didn't even hear cases. She just didn't care. And they didn't say a word about that. So, oh, the irony. We'll talk about all that and more coming up at the bottom of the hour. Great to have you with us today. Here's the fun story. Are you ready for a potential ticket to be announced on the Republican side for the presidency of 2024? Now, I I am not saying it's going to happen. I highly doubt, honestly, that it would happen, but it would be hilarious and interesting if it did. It would definitely throw the wrench in the system for the Democrats. According to Newsmax.com, Sarah Palin, who has been back in the news, for those that don't remember, former governor of Alaska, as she's been in the news for some uh, some devastating stuff against the New York Times and trying to go for defamation cases, which I don't think worked out in her favor, if I remember correct. Didn't pay too much attention to it. She's looking at running for Senate in the state of Alaska as well. She was the reason, the singular reason, why I voted for the McCain-Palin ticket in 2008, my very first election that I got to vote in, and I turned 18 and went to college in 2008. Uh, Well, I, I got two reasons, okay. I despised Barack Obama, so I voted against him, and I voted for Sarah Palin. There was no way I was actually supporting John McCain. In fact... When I joined college and I was wearing the McCain-Palin shirt, I got some duct tape and I put the duct tape over McCain's name because I couldn't give two rips about John McCain. It was really voting against Barack Obama and for Sarah Palin. Can we just, I mean, can we admit that? Most people, I'm sure, wanted to admit that fact as well, that Sarah Palin was the reason many voted for the Republicans in 2008, and it wasn't quite enough to do it. In fact, she came to our college campus and she got a heck of a lot more people to turn out to her rallies if you remember back in the day, than what John McCain did, as he did my fringe, my fringe, just straight talk express. But back in the news, Sarah Palin on Newsmax.com said that she would be willing to be Trump's running mate in 2024 if she were asked to do so. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. You want to talk about two of the most hated Republicans from the mainstream media and the Democrat side? That would just make the ultimate Democrat progressive meltdown. And it would be fun to watch. 
Would I necessarily want her to run with Donald Trump? I don't know. That would be interesting. I don't know that I want Donald Trump to run right now, uh, honestly, just because of I want to see what other candidates could potentially stand out. Uh, one of the guys here from my own home state here in the state of Kansas, Mike Pompeo, is seriously looking at running for president. That's a shh, former secretary of state, former congressman from my district here, Mike Pompeo. Uh, from what I've heard, and this is the internal tweet tweets that I've heard from his people since I kind of know them being in this area, I've asked him, so is he really looking at possibly running for president? And their official response to me was, and I don't know if I'm allowed to say this on the radio, but I'm going to say it anyways, and I hope he doesn't get mad at me. His official response is is that he is seriously considering and looking at it, but it depends on if Donald Trump chooses to run again in 2024 or not, because obviously he would not run against his former employee as President Donald Trump if he does decide to win. But if he doesn't, then he's looking at potentially doing it. So it's still up in the air. But if they're considering it, that means they're probably sinking some money and time and investment into making it, having the platform ready just in case that actually does happen. And that makes me very happy. But Sarah Palin, possibly being part of this as well, really kind of throws a wrench in the system as well and could be really, really interesting. I don't know if Donald Trump would ever nominate her, ask her to be a running mate, but huh, again, ultimate meltdown. And that makes Andy Hoosier a very, very happy kind of guy. Other things that make me happy as well is the fact that the activism at the local level is doing a phenomenal job. Again, we did this a couple of days ago. Even if you're driving, do me a favor, pat yourself on the back. You should be very proud of the things that you are doing in this nation all over the country, wherever you are, because the activism is where it needed to be like 10 years ago under the Barack Obama reign. That was 10 years. I guess it was at the end of the 10-year reign. Good golly. Uh, 15 years ago, during the Barack Obama reign, our activism, what we're seeing now, needed to be like this then, which we didn't because we took it for granted. Oh, they're not going to do as much of the radical agenda that they say they're going to. Oh, they're not going to be as crazy as what they actually say they're going to. And they openly said it, and they openly did it. And now we're trying to push back and actually gain some of the ground that we lost. But pat yourself on the back. Because guess what? The battle has come home to the home front at the grassroots level and especially within the school districts and the school boards and the public education system because now all the focus, as I told you it has been since November of last year, the main focal point of this upcoming election is going to be the public education system and the brainwashing and the proper education of your children. That is going to be the focal point of this midterm election of 2022, and it's coming headfold now to the point to where the uh, American Federation of Teachers, the largest teachers union nationwide, is livid that so many parents are standing up to school boards, standing up to teachers, and trying to take education back into their own hands for their children. To the point to where, what's her name, Randy Weingarten the head of the American Federation Teachers Union, the president of the Teachers Union, went on, I don't know, a podcast or a show or something and said this. Same. It's it's this notion. And look, we're, you know, we've been very lucky in America and we in some ways live in a bubble for a long time. This is propaganda. Yep. This is misinformation. This is the way in which wars start this is the way in which hatred starts whoa what what this is how wars start this is how hatred starts now she's referring to the bill out of florida 
That is the what Democrats like to call the no, no, don't say gay bill, which is not the don't say gay bill. So I don't like using that term. But for Democrats to understand the conversation in some way, shape or form, that uh, that's what she's referencing here. That bill in Florida and then similar bills like that in other states as well that are trying to just say, hey, teachers, maybe we shouldn't be teaching gender identification and sexual orientation to second graders. I use this reference. My daughter is about ready to graduate or leave second grade. If she came home talking about, am I a boy? Am I a girl? I self-identify as I would lose my, you know what? Radio edited word that I'm not allowed to say because the FCC would shut me down. I would lose it if she said that. And this is what we're debating. This is the debate that we're having a conversation about. Hey, teachers, I don't care what your sexual orientation or gender identification is. Uh, You shouldn't be having that conversation with children. And even when you go into sex education, and I think I did it, what, the fifth grade, sixth grade, whatever they do it now, probably in kindergarten now, and uh, for all we know, with uh, the progressives running things in the public education system, with even with that conversation, shouldn't even be about gender identification or sexual orientation. It should literally be, this is how the bees and the birds get along, period, end of story, let's move on. It should have zero conversation about any of this stuff. But by parents standing up and saying, we don't want critical race theory and we don't want this type of garbage being taught to our kids, the president of the American Teachers Union, the largest teachers union in the nation, said that. Same. It's it's this notion. And look, we're, you know, we've been very lucky in America and we in some ways live in a bubble for a long time. Meaning that they're used to just doing whatever they want to. They can dictate however they want. And parents were just like, eh, all right, I guess it's just the way the teachers are. I, was gonna, I don't know. It's, you know what, kid? Just figure it out and just show me your grades at the end of the semester. That's the lazy response that we've had as parents for a really long time. This is propaganda. Yep. This is misinformation. This is the way in which wars start. This is the way in which hatred starts. Wow. I have no clue what she's talking about. This is how wars start. What war, what start wars is brainwashing our children. And you're seeing a silent war right now with parents beginning to finally stand up. So are we starting a war? Yeah, we're starting a war. We're starting a silent war. We're making damn sure that you as the administration, not the teachers, but the administration, the bureaucratic BS that abuses the parents, that abuses the teachers, and abuses the children, that have zero of their interests in mind while you say they're looking out for the teachers. It's a bunch of crap, and we realize it and recognize it. We're done. We're tired of it. And we're taking it back into our own hands, which is either homeschooling, which is magnet schooling, which is fighting for school choice to go private schooling, which is running for school board and taking over the local public schools so we can have a say in the curriculum, which is running for statewide school boards, which is becoming a teacher, and which is standing up and fighting this kind of crap. For example, hat tip to Fox News on this one. There was a parent at the Sarasota School District and school board in Florida that's talking about this stuff, this gender identification crap. One of the parents got under the skin of the head of the school board locally, and she got booted out of the school board meeting. My question is, does this apply to school board members? Because at the last meeting, Shirley Brown was caught on the microphone Stop talking about talking balls. about school board Her members. You're, you're done. You're done, Mrs. Bicondi. You're done. Thank you. Wait, you're what? done. What? You cannot go and and expound and 
on school board members. I've told you. I've warned you several times. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're done. Move on. You're done. Move on. Now, what she was doing was she was trying to ask, wait a second, the uh, parents are not allowed to talk about X, Y, and Z. The teachers are not allowed to teach the kids uh, or are teaching the kids about X, Y, and Z. But wait a second, um, you, as a school board member, you're talking about this stuff. You're referencing these things. What's going on? School board president didn't want to say anything about that. Didn't want anything to do with it. No, you're done. You're over. You're not allowed to have the conversation. In fact, three police officers ended up escorting this parent or this uh, citizen out of the school board meeting because they weren't allowed to have that conversation because she called out a school board member and she apparently wasn't allowed to do that. In fact, it went further to where another school board member actually had to jump into the conversation, call out the president. Do you have children in our school district? Do you have children in our point school? of order? That is not appropriate. It is. No way is that appropriate. You don't get to ask people who come to a public meeting whether they have children or not. Period. You're, I mean, way Thank out of line. Thank you very much. Cut off the other school board member. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Let me tell you, the people sitting high on their horses right now, the condescending attitudes of the progressives of we have been able to dominate and control you for so long, that is going to be your Achilles heel. The condescending, snarky comments that we get from Kamala Harris, that we get from half the Democrats with AOC, that we get from uh, Nancy Pelosi, that we get all the way down to the local school boards in some areas, uh, apparently. You're done. We're angry. We're upset. And you're damn right we're starting a silent war because we're overthrowing you and we're taking you out in the next elections because you're not going to bully us any longer. You're not cutting us out of public meetings. You're not silencing other board members just because you don't like to hear what what we have to say. It's not going to happen any longer. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you, not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at network at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at hoosierreason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at network at gmail.com or find our contact information at hoosierreason.com. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Bring some reason into your day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. I tell you, pat yourself on the back again. Pat yourself on the back. As a teacher, pat yourself on the back. Teachers standing up and fighting some of this garbage because you guys have not been taken care of in any way, shape, or form. I say this so many times because I get this. Uh, are you against teachers, Andy? You're hating on, No, I'm not hating on the teachers. You guys are the victims, guys and gals, all over the place. For example, this whole American... What's that? The American Federation of Teachers, the biggest teachers union out there, they say they're for you, but yet they opposed the tax breaks from President Donald Trump. Now, they're the ones, as the teachers union, for example, that tells you as the as the teacher that uh, we're going to try and not write off the money that you invest into the classroom by buying, you know, things for the walls and, you know, decorations or different dry erase markers or snacks for the kids. If you bring that and buy that in with your own money, then uh, you need to just buy that with your own money. We're not going to invest in that or reimburse you or be able to write that off on your taxes. Donald Trump's tax plan allowed you to do that, which you shouldn't have to be doing that in the first place. And they fought against it. Tell me how that's actually helping you and your agenda in taking care of the teachers. So the American Federation of Teachers has no clue what they're doing to actually take care of teachers or parents, and then is saying that when parents are standing up and fighting against the curriculum and against the school districts, then it's starting a war and creating hate in the nation. It's unbelievable to see, which is why, again, pat yourself on the back, because we're bringing the battle to them. I've always made the comparison that Democrats are like the seven or like the four, not even seven years old. That's a little mature for them. They're like the four or five-year-old that is walking through the mall and the candy store is next to it. And you walk past the candy store and they want the candy really, really bad. And they end up to like dropping on the floor and just flailing in the middle of the mall because they don't get what they want. Because they're children, they're ignorant, they're selfish, and they don't have really the, you know, they're not the, the brightest crayon in the box. They don't have a lot of a whole lot of IQ and intellect going on up there. It's about them and what they want. And then they try and pawn it off to make everybody else like it as well when no one else really likes their agenda. So that's what but I'm starting to change the mindset a little bit. I'm starting to change that irrational outbreak now because they are the children throwing the temper tantrums, but they're no longer the kid that's at the store. They're the ones at Disney, at Disney World that's not getting the wokeness that they actually want and they're throwing the temper tantrum at the Disney uh, what is it, Disney World or Disneyland? Yeah, I mean, it's not just Democrats, though, by the way. Headline right now from Judge Report, Republicans cancel Mickey Mouse. I'm sorry. I didn't realize that we canceled Mickey Mouse. All we said that was that you're not allowed to have your own governing body as a company 
as a business in the nation that you have to fall under the jurisdiction of the rest of the country. You're not an Indian reservation. You're not some special just because you bring in billions of dollars doesn't mean that you get any special treatment. You're a corporation and a company like everybody else that falls under the jurisdiction like everybody else. you got to pay property taxes like everybody else, and you're not special just because you bought your way into it in the 1960s and was growing Disney World down in Florida. And because Republicans got rid of all the nice little special freebies that was going to the company, the headline from Drudge, Republicans cancel Mickey Mouse. This is how stupid that we've gotten because a woke company who's so big they don't give a rip about the consumer anymore. They're about doing whatever they want to do to where now they're going to become one of the worst stocks in the country for the year of 2022, according to some experts. They're saying, hey, we're going to fight this battle. We're going to fight the state of Florida. The state of Florida is punishing them. And now Democrats are trying to, again, play the victim. They poke the bear as the bully They get bullied back because we stand up for ourselves and then they don't like that and end up playing the victim and start crying about it. This is why I say pat yourself on the back because for too long we refuse to stand up for ourselves. We refuse to actually do anything about some of the horrible things going on in society. Just, well, it'll get better or, well, we'll just vote into the right people or, well, we'll just have to do it. Then we ask, what can we do? What can we do? Well, now we're doing it. We're standing up. We're taking it back. We're voting ourselves in in school boards. We're being teachers. We're taking back over the public education system. We have non-politicians running for office, wanting to do good things and change things. And we're actually making a difference. And when you back a bully into a corner who's been a bully their entire life and doesn't know anything different, they tend to lash out and play the victim because they don't know how to not bully any longer. And we're showing them that through some really tough love lessons. What do you think? With Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media. When Reason Meets Radio, you're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back in. Activism at its best, baby. We are kicking off this year better than I think we've ever seen going into a midterm election. We've talked to so many candidates all over the country over the last really six, eight months of people that have never been in politics. I see what's going on. I'm upset. I want to change things. Donald Trump inspired me. We need to be the non-politician trying to change the system, you know, shake up the establishment, whatever the messaging is. It's been huge all over the country. Now we see people just getting angry at the school boards like this. This is insane when a school board president just shuts off people concerned in the community. My question is, does this apply to school board members? Because at the last meeting, Shirley Brown was caught on the microphone Stop talking about talking balls. about school board Her members. Exact you're, you're done. Words. You're done, Mrs. Bicondi. You're done. 
Thank you. My. You're done. You're done. Just over. Nope, not allowed to. You are not allowed to call out school board members for being hypocritical for the agenda you're trying to pass and then trying to brainwash our kids. And then when we call you out on doing the same thing, then you get really mad and just cut us off. And by the way, escort us out with three cops, which is what happened with that one, according to Fox News. Uh, It's at Sarasota School District down in Florida. It's madness right now. I never thought that the public education system and the education of our children would be the leading force for a major election as the campaign talking points for some and for parents to be that fired up to want to show up, which is why Republicans, by the way, are getting massive support as we're outbeating Democrats nationwide in registering independence for the election and getting people fired up with candidates all over the place, which, speaking of getting into election season, with our latest... What's trending today? Super happy to have this candidate on the program. First time on the show, which means that we need to get her on more after this as well. She's a candidate for the 6th Congressional District out of the great state of Oregon. Excited to have on the program with us here, Angela Plowhead. Angela, how are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, Andy. Yeah, I appreciate it very much. Oregon, such a huge state that we need to win with conservatives. This is, uh, I mean, do you agree this public education thing? Is this going to be the big battleground that we have for talking points into the election? I think it absolutely is. Um, You know, we have a lot of stuff going wrong here in Oregon. Uh, Out of control drugs, um, Mm. out of control crime, um, you know, a governor who's the most unpopular governor in the nation. Um, You know, there's a lot going on here in Oregon, but schools absolutely top the list with the the level of insanity. It's fun to watch a lot of the school board elections over uh, that we've seen over the last, I don't know, six months or so with Republicans winning left and right on school boards, people just wanting to stand up. Then we see the homeschooling, we see private schooling, we see charter schooling, the fight for school choice. Uh, this is uh, something that I haven't seen, I don't think, and I think it's needed. I, th- I, I think it's a little bit uh, kind of a day late and a dollar short, isn't it? We should have been fighting this stuff 15 years ago. We should have been. And I think we were all just really complacent and didn't know. We just weren't aware of what was happening. And so it really took the pandemic to open everyone's eyes and to wake us up to what's been happening to our kids and the the just really just unscientific and just really crazy stuff that our kids have been experiencing for so many years and we just had no clue. Yeah. Amen to that. Angela, talk about your background. I mean, obviously running for office or running for a congressional seat there is a daunting task. I'm sure people are coming after you left and right, but to talk about your background and what got you into this race. Yeah. So I was an intelligence analyst in the air force. Um, when I got out of the Air Force, I got my doctorate in clinical psychology. Um, I worked in VA for about 12 years in different capacities, um, some of that as a manager. And then I left the VA to open a private practice, which has grown, and now it's a group practice. So I'm a small business owner. I I've also it. worked on a lot of community boards as an advocate for seniors and people with disabilities, and so done lots of advocacy at the legislature around that and um, just lots of policy and budgeting work around those things as well. And then I also work for the courts, and so I do lots of uh, work with the law, just kind of in and out of that all day long. I love it. We have a lot of listeners for for the podcast up in Oregon right now, which is fantastic. Uh, but I got to ask you, I mean, you studied clinical psychology. Here's the major question of the day. How crazy are Democrats today? You know, what they're doing is absolutely insane. Um, it, is, it, it, it really is grooming you know, what's been happening to our kids and that they don't see it, I think, is even more problematic. You know, here in Oregon, um, we had four educators in two weeks that were either uh, under investigation or arrested for crime, sex crimes against children. Mm. And then even, even with that, 
within the same week that we had one of the educators here in our district that was uh, under investigation for sending a nude picture to a middle schooler, uh, the school district dropped their transgender policy. Of course. Of course. And, yeah, and this policy is nuts. So it tells the the school that kids that want to transition, um, that they have to help them develop a transition plan. Um, And these are... These are administrators, these are teachers, these are counselors. None of these people have an expertise in this area, none of them. But yet they're supposed to develop a transition plan for a child that, who, it, and this is supposed to start at kindergarten, kindergarten to 12th grade. And that not only that, that these kids, if they identify as transgender, can choose whatever uh, um, sports team they want to be on. Yeah. So if they are a boy and they decide they want to be on the girl team, then they get to not only be on the girl team, but they get to be in the locker room with the girls, and they get to stay in the same room with them on overnight trips. Wow. So just a, yeah, a total disregard for, you know, any, any of the female students that might have um, sexual trauma in their past um, and how their safe space is now being invaded. Have you seen in the state of Oregon right now, have you seen any students trying to attempt to play to these rules and trying to do the transgender thing? Has it been a major issue or has it been so far speculative debate between the idealists of the left wanting to do this and parents that are like, why are we even discussing this? So, you know, here in Oregon, you know, we are a very progressive state. And so there has been this teaching for a long time. And so I think kids really has bought into it. And it's been really unfortunate. I think we're going to see a lot of mental health issues develop later on. And, you know, right now in Oregon, we have some of the worst mental health prevalence rates for youth in the entire nation. Um, And we already have a crisis. There was a mental health crisis for kids prior to the pandemic starting. But since the pandemic, you know, we have out of control rates of suicide, depression, anxiety, so much so that the uh, pediatric societies, um, about four of them in the nation, have come out and declared it a mental health crisis for kids. Um, And so has the Surgeon General for the United States. So, you know, we're we're in a real tough shape um, as a nation when it comes to our kids. And, um, you know, trying to take the most stable thing that they have in their life, their sex. Yeah. And most kids do not ever question whether or not they're a boy or a girl. Most of them don't. Sure. And, you know, the prevalence rate for gender dysphoria is 0.005%. <laughs> but by and golly, by we need time, to change all the policy to try and relate to, to, to pander to that crowd, right? Yeah. I know. And, and, you know, of the ones that do identify as being gender dysphoric, only about 6 to 23% of them, depending on the study, will ever actually have that issue as an adult. Sure. Yeah, there's so a lot of cases that, of people that yeah. grow out of it. And they're like, oh, wait a second, I made a mistake if I did make the transition, or, oh, I grew out of that phase, and I realized that that was kind of silly that I even thought about that in the first place. Yeah, and even if people that do transition, um, about eight to eight and a half years later after transition, they they may regret it, and they have really high rates of suicidality, high rates of mental health disorders, so, you know, you're not helping them. Um, you're, you're not helping. Yeah, no, not at all. We're talking with Angela Plowhead. Angela for Oregon.com is the website. Go and check her stuff out. Uh, real quickly, let's talk about the economy. Uh, obviously, 8.5% inflation rates nationwide. Gas prices are, I'm in Kansas. I'm at about almost $4 a gallon, not quite three eighty or something. I think the last I heard California, I had seen some pictures of up near 6 $7 a gallon. How are things in Oregon? Are you guys surviving? Obviously, with the supply chain issues and the ports that have been closed or the lack of supply chain or trading that's been going on, are you guys surviving? And is small business starting to come back after COVID? 
you know, we lost a lot of small businesses uh, during COVID, and I, we have what's called a cat tax here, which means that every business that's in a supply chain gets an extra special tax, and so which has really been harming our, our small businesses here in Oregon for a long time um, since they instituted it a few years ago. And what I hear everywhere I go is that we've got to get rid of the, get, the cat tax. It's killing us. We can't survive any more of what's been happening. Um, also here, you know, there were so many um, – landlords that ended up with a lot of difficulty because of the the moratorium on collecting rents. Yeah. And so, um, you know, we have a lot of small business owners that are hurting, which is not where we want to be when, you know, small business employs the majority of people, workers in America. Well, that is true. And we went from a COVID pandemic to where the small business was not essential. So you had to shut, shut doors, wait for the government assistance and just write it out from home and social distance from every person in humanity, which is really sad. And then we come out of it and now we're dealing with such high interest rates out there and inflation that we we can't survive and now the business has that on top of it plus we have a, sh- a food shortage coming plus we have a truckers that uh, have been having a difficult time i mean it, they just can't catch a break yeah and you know i think that this really all culminates in a red wave where we're going to have an opportunity for republicans to get into office get some common sense back into our legislature and really start making it and, and i'm talking from top down you know our local level races as well as the you know, all the way up to the federal races. Um, I think we're going to be able to make some real changes and reverse a lot of these really badly thought out policies. Boy, wouldn't that be nice? We're talking about Angel Plowhead. Angel, we got to take a break here in just about 30 seconds. Can you stick over one more segment with us? Sure. Awesome. I'd love it. I want to talk about some, as you mentioned, some of the security things and trying to make communities safe again. I know that's been a major issue. Obviously, in Oregon, you've had Portland with some major issues over the last couple of years with the Antifa and the Black Lives Matter and some of the other radical groups that are on out there. So I want to talk about that, how we're cleaning up the streets, how we're able to get people back in motion and be able to survive this wild, crazy pandemic and the radical times that we have. Because, I I mean, you're the clinical psychologist. As you saw, Democrats are a little bit nuts right now. So we need to bring some people back to common sense and get people back on track. But I think we're doing it, and the activism, I think, is showing that. So we'll do that when we come back here from the break. Plus, as we wrap up the show today, where are we at with the Russia-Ukrainian thing? Is that going to cause more of a strain here in the U.S.? And as Russia apparently has come out with their new plan to continue on with wave number two of that conflict. We'll get to all that and more wrapping up the show today for a Friday here on The Voice of Reason. Stay right here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right we are. Welcome back into the show. Wrapping up the show. Wrapping up the week. Getting ready for another great weekend. By the way, programming note to you. Obviously, next week is the last full week of April. It's hard to believe how fast this year is going. Driving right on by. But if you want to sign up, if uh, you have yet to do so next week, I'm assuming either next Friday or the Monday after, we'll have our newsletter out for the month. Just go to HoosierReason.com, H-O-O-S-E-R, Reason. You can sign up totally free. It'll pop up, say, do you want to become a Hoosier-holic? And, of course, you want to level your life up, right? You want to level up. <laughs> yeah, see? Level yourself up a little bit. We have our blog on there, a monthly blog. We have our nice little hoorah, feel-good story of the day. We also have some uh, civic holidays that you can enjoy for the upcoming month. Some information about the show from the past month, different guests that we've had on the program, also the latest with our Hoosier Media Network. Lots of cool stuff on there. Go and check it out, HoosierReason.com. Sign up for the newsletter when it pops up, and you'll get our monthly newsletter for completely free. We don't scam you and send you a whole bunch of crap. We also don't charge you for it either, and uh, that's coming up next week. All right, let's get back to it. we got a few minutes left here with Angela Plowhead. She's a sixth uh, uh, candidate for the Oregon 6th Congressional District in the state. You can visit her online, AngelaForOregon.com. Let's talk about Angela. Let's talk about safety of the communities, bringing communities back and trying to have a restored safe community. Obviously, having Portland in your state, you've had a lot of uh, rabble rousers with Antifa, with other organizations that have caused some major issues. Is that stuff calming down? I know you said it's a very progressive state right now, unfortunately, but are we starting to actually have some uh, communication between law enforcement and communities and starting to mend those bonds again? So I don't know that I would say that we have communication between the the communities and the, the law enforcement. I think a lot of our communities have, have always had that. Um, there's very few, some of these urban centers, where we do have that disruption. And But even the people that live there um, that are really sick and tired of, you know, having to walk around um you know, needles or people with needles in their arms, you know, laying on their front porches, um, you know, people can't let their kids go out and play. So, you know, it's really hit home to the people that maybe had been supportive of BLM and the Antifa and the, um, you know, defund the police movement until they saw the results and it came home to roost. And, you know, then there was a shift 
And so we're seeing, you know, community groups develop, you know, really calling for the police to be funded and for there to be appropriate uh, law enforcement engagement in the communities again. And so I think that's been a really nice shift to see that, you know, people that we would have thought, you know, they're going to love this and they're just going to let it go um, are seeing the reality of, of what that has brought them and changing their mind and deciding that, no, we're going to petition our our leaders here in Portland to make a change. I love that. So I we're lo- not, yeah, yeah. I, lo- I love that optimism because you're right. It was the wake up call that they needed. And while they complained and said, we want community policing because we don't want law enforcement coming in and bullying us and telling us what to do in the you know racist cops or whatever they try and argue that if they advocate for community policing, they weren't doing any community policing to prove that they don't need law enforcement. So people standing up and saying, hey, we're just going to take it into our hands here. We're going to start cleaning up our streets, start cleaning up our community and make it to where we have a great relationship with everybody around, including law enforcement. That's what needed to happen at the beginning of it. Absolutely. And, you know, and we're seeing that all across the nation. You know, we're seeing, you know, extremely high rates of of murders in the black community. And so I I think everyone is really recognizing now that not only does defund the police not work, but it actually has the opposite effect of harming communities of color that are disproportionately, you know, experiencing crime. So, you know, I think there's a lot happening right now, and I think there's a bit of a course correction. And so hopefully that happens, you know, soon enough where no more lives are lost. Amen to that. Uh, We got just a little bit here. What's, uh, What's gas prices there in Oregon right now? Uh, we're setting around uh, two fifty, two eighty, depending on where you go. Two fifty. I'm wow. sorry, not two. I'm at four. Oh, oh wow! <laughs> oh, I was going to say, I need to move to Oregon if you guys have two dollar gas prices. Good golly, that that was the, that was the Trump administration, right? <laughs> oh yes, it was. Yes, it was. I'm sorry. Back to the good old days. That's right. So, no, yeah, yeah. No, we're 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 getting inching towards five five dollars a gallon, wow. but not quite there yet. Unbelievable. Yeah. Well, hopefully they start coming down. We have. Some issues to work on, obviously, and hopefully you're going to be able to do it in Congress. It's Angela Plowhead, Angela for Oregon.com for the 6th District of Oregon. We need to get you up there. Good luck on the campaign trial. I know it's coming up soon. Let's get you back on the show and get another update from you here soon. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on, Andy. Always a pleasure. I love that. All right, there we go. Another great candidate. Boom. Just imagine if we get all these candidates in D.C., we rock it, we stop the AOC nuts, we stop the Nancy Pelosi's, we stop the, 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 the Chuck Schumer's, and all these other crazies. Imagine what we could do. And then the party might not actually fight against each other as well and fight amongst ourselves like Republicans are doing oh so well right now. Thanks, Mitt Romney, Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski, all these other fake Republicans. That does it for us today. Back at it on Monday with a great, brand new, brand new week full of great guests and content. Until then, have a great weekend. We'll see you on the radio next week. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on 
religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course, yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media.